Today we are meeting, or we have Melanie Dawkins from Lincoln, Nebraska on the podcast. Thank you for coming, Melanie. We've known each other for a couple of years now. I met a couple of years ago at a mastermind. We were complete strangers, so that was fun. And now we just have this little network that we all kind of still talk, we still network, all those things. So that's fun. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, your business, all those things? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that actually the first time we met face to face was in the Omaha airport. Like, is that you? Is that you? Let's get on a plane and go somewhere. (laughs) I think, did we have masks on at that time? I can't. Yes, we did, which made it even more difficult. Right. Uh, yes. So yeah, when I'm not uh, hopping on a plane with strangers, <laughs> I have been uh, a licensed agent uh, working out of Lincoln, Nebraska for um, over five years now. And um, yeah, it's been a fun career. I'm on my third brokerage, which seems weird because I was with the same one for five years. And then I made a quick jump to another one. And then I quickly jumped out into the next one when it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I am where, what I was looking for. I'm, I'm at where I wrote what I wanted. Yeah. And it's, it has been fun for me to develop this career and all these different skills because before that I did something completely different. I worked in television news, which has nothing to do with selling things and, um, you know, it's similar, but very different. So it's, it's strange how, events happen and we end up doing what we're doing in our lives. Exactly. Right. And you have that broadcast experience. So it's, it comes across in your social media, all of your video, like you're totally comfortable in that space. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's fun because so often people are afraid to talk on camera, put themselves out there. I, by doing what I did for so long, especially being a reporter, one thing, some real estate agents do is door knocking. Mm-hmm. Some people are terrified of it. Some people are masters at it. More people are probably terrified at it than masters. And I mean, I I feel like my version of door knocking was being a reporter. I used to just walk up and down the street. When I had to get a story in a certain neighborhood, I would just, people probably thought I was nuts, but I would just walk up to someone's door carrying a camera and a tripod like, Hi, can I talk to you about this? Will you let me into your house? I don't care what you're doing. I just need 10 minutes and I'll be out of here. Um, and I did that basically daily. Wow. <laughs> so that that taught me no fear. I don't do a lot of door knocking now. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of it, but it taught me those skills where you just kind of put yourself out there. Don't worry about what you look like or what people think of you. You just do it. Right. And you don't have that time to like think about how nervous you are and overthink it and then not do it at all. That just kind of pushes you right in there. That's awesome. So I want to ask you a couple, you brought up a couple things earlier when you were jumping from brokerage to brokerage. There's a lot of that going on right now, a lot of movement in the real estate industry and a lot of it's caused by the market, but we all have different reasons why we do it. Can you tell us a little bit about why you moved and then maybe why you made that quick jump again and what was behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So the first place I signed up with um, was a very small boutique, basically family owned uh, brokerage here in Lincoln. And I was basically their first full-time agent. 
They had other agents there, but they did a little bit of commercial real estate, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but full-time residential sales, it was kind of just an experiment. Okay, sure. We'll take you on and let's just see what happens. So starting out with them, it was great because I got a lot of one-on-one attention, but they also didn't know how to train me and in what capacity to train me and what I needed because they didn't know what I would need because they hadn't done that themselves. So I'm the kind of person where if I don't know what I'm doing, I just kind of figure it out. I, you know, created buyer's guides and stuff just from scratch, just by myself, figuring it out. They probably looked terrible five years ago. Um, but I was, I was, I thought, I know I needed something. No one told me I did, but I felt like I should. So that's kind of my first couple of years, just kind of winging it. It feels like I should do this. It feels like I should do that. And they were wonderful people and I appreciate the opportunity. But I, as I, especially once I signed on with the Sell It Like Sirhant program, I started to learn about all these different options and ways of marketing yourself and ways of lead generation that I never in a million years would have gotten from where I was at. So while I, you know, had a great hometown, small family feel in that, in that office, I mean, I did devote five years to it. So I, I'm, I'm loyal to a fault and didn't really want to make a move. But when I got serious about it, And I realized that I had no one else there to learn from. And while, yes, I take it upon myself to gather resources to teach myself, there was no one I could go to with the question that could give me an answer that they really had experience in. Like, I couldn't just say, hey, what happens with this? What have you seen? Because no one else really had experienced that. It's not their fault. It's just not their experience. So that's when I thought, okay. I need to do something else so that I I have someone I can turn to that I'm going to trust that has the local experience. So I signed on with another company. Um, it's a franchise of a, of a, a larger, one of the largest uh, brokerages. And they were great. And I was there for, I guess it was about six months. And then there was just a hope, I, a thought. I don't know if it was legitimate or if I just was believing what I wanted to hear that they would be opening some sort of office in or very close to Lincoln. And while that was a great place and great people, I didn't want to drive to Omaha, which is, yeah, 45 minutes away. But how how can I ask my quick question or connect with anybody when I've got to go to Omaha for everything, when I live and work in Lincoln? Right. So great people. I, you know, I had a lot of I was really busy. I had a lot of transactions. It just happened to be that I was killing it when I with them just for the timing. And then once that was over this fall, I just said, I, I need to be somewhere where I can connect. So I did my research again and found one more brokerage where I thought, okay, I did my research a little more closely this time. Right. And what I saw was really like what I was looking for, the community building aspect, not within the city, but within itself. I wanted, hey, we have book clubs on Fridays. Hey, we do a Zoom on Monday just like to motivate people. Hey, we're doing this. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really into. The networking with people, the masterminding just together, that's what they offer. And not everybody participates. And that's great because not everybody's into that sort of thing. But that's what I was looking for. And so that's 
that was a pretty easy no-brainer the community building just amongst each other and the resources available with graphics and things like that that I had never just been handed before and was making my own. I don't have to make everything from scratch anymore is a nice change. <laughs> right, right. And you're kind of a people person. I've learned that about you. You like people. So that's good though. You found that office and that community there too. So I think we're all, we all start somewhere. And when we start, we have no idea what we're really looking for when we get into this business and what's important to us. And I think as we grow and develop, we learn more about what we need and how we want to build our business. And that was one of the reasons I started this podcast too, because everybody builds their business differently, has different goals, different places, different brokerages, all of those things. So it's always fun to learn about everyone else's business if you haven't figured out what you really want in your own. So that's awesome. So you mentioned sell it like Sir Hant. We're both kind of sell it like Sir Hant. I don't want to call it junkies, but <laughs> we are royals. Yes. <laughs> but um, what I know we were in New York for a couple of days together and that was a huge mastermind event. That was like, I want to say one of the first I've ever, it was actually the second I have ever been to. So amazing experience, but like in your professional history, what has been your biggest collaboration experience if it wasn't Sirhan? Mm. Honestly, for me, it has been the Sell Like Sirhan program because, I mean, with that first brokerage I was with, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, somewhere for just a short time, still on my own, essentially. The only, also, I forgot to mention, I was the only full-time solo agent in Lincoln. So I also thought, well, what am I doing here? So being connected to the Sell It Like Sirhan program has brought me that other agent community and new ideas. And um, I really love that part of it because it's, I feel like it's information that we'll get nowhere else in terms of just collaboration or understanding or guidance in, I mean, none of us are born knowing how to do this, whether it's marketing yourself or negotiating. And it really like opened my eyes and just being able to like my first few months into it, I had a half hour long Zoom with Ryan Sirhand, one-on-one, just me and him. And it just blew my mind. And I had my biggest listing at the time, which had been listed by two other agents for a full year. The pandemic had just started. And now I get this listing that has been passed over twice by two people right. couldn't sell it. So, okay, finally, here's yours and here's your chance. So I talked with Ryan in part of that Zoom about, okay, help me with this. And I had three offers on that house within a couple of weeks. Wow. The first two years that house was listed, there were zero showings. So that was probably the best collaboration (laughs) with Ryan Sirhat himself that I ever could have had. And there was nothing a huge revelation, but it was just little tweaks and a different way for me to approach uh, marketing it and ways to sell it. The world was changing in this house and the way I had dealt with it had to adapt. And that was probably my biggest win. And when I see him to this day, I just saw him, what was it, a few months ago. He said, hey, remember that time we sold that house? Like he remembers it. And, you know, 
Ryan Serhant has all the resources in the world and is, you know, listing the $250 million property, but he remembers helping me sell this $700,000 house in Lincoln, Nebraska. Isn't that crazy? He's just, and he's a genuine person. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you know how there are those, I haven't done a lot of other coaching programs or mentoring programs, um, but my impression of them is they're just talking at you. They're just like shouting information at you and like telling you to do things. And that, that doesn't work for me. It's a little too abrasive. Like let's chat and build relationships and like actual learn new ideas together. And that's why I've loved it. Well, and that's like the perfect testimonial to surround yourself with the people that you want to be more like or achieve to be like, you know, in that program, there's such a dynamic group of agents there. If you know what you want to do or where you want to go, you can pick and choose and connect with those people and just learn from them too, along with all the Serhant people. So Mm. that's, I agree with you. That's been one of my most amazing collaborative experiences too. It just opened my eyes to so many new things that you don't always experience locally. Would you say that your business, do you have it built a certain way? Do you have a niche or do you have a direction you want to go with your business? I have, I have gone in my last six months, really felt like I have gone all in on, mostly all in on what my niche is. You know, we learned through the Sell It Like Sirhant program, you have your and, but also there's the, I'm the one who sells blank. I'm the one who sells for first time home buyers. I'm the one who sells luxury real estate. Well, for me, I have identified my passion is I'm the one who sells to seniors looking to downsize and move to safer communities or uh, preparing for retirement. So that has really been where I have been honing in and doing a lot of homework and research. And I've always been surrounded by the people in town here because I do so much networking mm-hmm. that I looked around at my resources and they were senior move managers. They were senior relocation experts. So taking people to find the right independent living community for them. All these resources were really good colleagues of mine and friends. So I thought, well, this is a perfect mix for me. I had my first um, older adult client several years ago, and I just loved it because, you know, I would show, I wouldn't, there was no DocuSign. They (laughs) wanted to see the paper and we sat down and we read it word for word, you know, twice. (laughs) And it is very time consuming, but we're dealing with something that's so much money to them. They have worked so hard for that. And their whole life is a lot of times in that house. Like it, you know, all the, all the finances they own is that house. So um, yeah, I learned that that's kind of my passion is I loved working with seniors. I went on a trip and I had one of my colleagues taking care of them uh, in the office. I said, well, there's going to be the inspection. If you could just help them with that afterwards, I'm going to be gone. So when I got back, what he said to me, he said, oh, hey, I got your clients to do a DocuSign while you were gone. Oh, no. And that was the way he worded it. I got them to do it. I thought, well, you know, okay, that was convenient for you, but it wasn't what they preferred. Right. So that always, that, that always rubbed me the wrong way. 
Um, nothing against that guy because he was a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't thinking about the clients the way that I do. Right. So that that sort of solidified it to me. So I, I flew to Chicago because at the time that's where they taught the seniors real estate specialist designation course. So I went there for like two or three days, took courses all day long and got this designation so that that's really what I market myself towards. And, you know, you can you work with everybody. I can, you know, work with anyone. But when I'm thinking about my marketing and, you know, a special service that I provide, it's, it's helping with seniors because I, oh my gosh, to sit down and like have coffee with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we just, they're fascinating stories the things they've seen. I was visiting with a couple who was on a wait list to move into assisted living and will be selling their house when they get in. It was the day that Queen Elizabeth died. And after we talked about all the house type stuff, they said, oh, let's just, do you you want to sit and have a cup of coffee and we can watch the coverage? And we sat and we did that for a good hour. They talked about, you know, I don't just being like, observers of the royal family all the way over here in the middle of Lincoln, Nebraska, but just being, you know, appreciative of what they have and just hearing their stories and what it meant to them. It was a unique experience and I wasn't in a rush to get back and go somewhere. Um, So it was just, I just enjoyed it. I love that. I mean, they are a special part of the community that this is a big change. Like you said, they're living in their houses for years and this may or may not be everything they have as far as equity, you know? So that's pretty awesome. It's funny though, that designation, you cannot take online. You have to go take it in person, which is funny, you know, compared to your DocuSign story too. Right. Yes. Of course they offer it online now, which feels a little strange, but in 2017, I think it was, I had to do it in person. So yeah, it felt fitting. And being there in person taught me things that you wouldn't get from an online course. Mm-hmm. So I find more value in being face-to-face anyway. <laughs> right, right. We all take that for advantage of that anymore. We don't do a lot of face-to-face, which makes this hard. It takes the whole experience away and everything, I think. Tell me a little bit about who you are outside of real estate. So I know a little bit about you, but I'll let you talk. <laughs> uh, outside of real estate, I constantly hear from friends and my husband I don't know how you do all the things you do. Maybe you could say no once in a while. And that's just not me. I say yes to anything and everything (laughs) because you think, well, if you say no to something, people stop asking. Mm -hmm. Um, I am the president of my daughter's in elementary school. I'm the president of our PTO. So um, prior to us talking today, I was running over there and working on after school clubs and registrations and things. I I am an avid DIYer, so I bought my dream house uh, a little over two years ago, and it's definitely like a 1970s time capsule. <laughs> really well built, but really filled with very 70s wallpaper and some some real thick, beautiful yellow carpet throughout, bathrooms and dining room included. Um, <laughs> so I I spend my time. When I get up on a eight o'clock, you know, when once I've had my coffee and everyone's settled, eight o'clock on a Saturday morning, I'm sanding and painting one of the millions of doors in my house that was yellow and painting them a normal white color. 
And I, we just had some friends over last weekend and I was giving them the tour and I said, you know, this all used to be yellow and this was all yellow and it blows their mind how much we've done. But there's, there's, we just had the floors done too recently, got all that yellow carpet gone finally. And bless her heart. The girl that came through to take some of the after photos for their Facebook page said, oh, have you just started with some of the work in the house? Oh God, I've been working for two years, almost nonstop. Well, I guess she can't tell what it used to look like. (laughs) So I I love doing that because I love learning new skills and I feel like it helps me to understand, you know, what some of our sellers are going through or some of our buyers to give creative ideas. You know, I've got scratches in the wood. I know cheap, easy ways to fix that. Mm-hmm. things like that so it's it's being resourceful and I love it I I have trouble sitting still <laughs> and do you still have your YouTube channel oh um, yes I have this? yes so I throughout the process of working on this house yeah I created this YouTube channel that 70s colonial because it's a colonial style house um it's a 70s house so that was like my creative idea <laughs> so right. yeah I've got a YouTube and an Instagram where I document uh, as much as I can to showcase everything that we've done. And it's fun to go back and look at the old stuff. And then I can really appreciate what I've done so far. Right. You can see the progress there. (laughs) And you're definitely a volunteer. I see that all the time. I don't know how you find time for your work side of things either, because it seems like you're always on the go. So, but that's great. If you say we were talking to a new agent in the business Mm -hmm what kind of advice would you give them on how to build a business around their goals and what, you know, however they want their business to look? Any advice there? Well, I think because, yeah, when you start in this business, it's, you know, what do I do? How am I supposed to do it? And as we're told, your number one job as a real estate agent is to generate leads. Okay. How do you do that? So honestly, for me, this the secret to any success. I've never paid for a lead. I don't do social media ads. I don't do any of that. Thankfully, I'm grateful that I don't have to. Maybe I'd have even more business if I did, but I'm happy with what I have. And I have built my business around networking and the relationships that I've built. I didn't grow up here. Yeah, I moved here 18, 15 years ago, but I didn't grow up here. So I don't have any other family members here. I don't, I'm not going to sell my grandma's house or sell a house to my cousin because they don't live here. Right. So I have, what I felt like started from scratch with building my network. So honestly, it's networking. It's just building those relationships and getting out and talking to people. And that's not why I volunteer and do all these different things. But it happens naturally from that. I, you know, I love our school. That's why I want to help make it better. And if I build a connection and someone happens to say, hey, I was thinking about moving or, hey, we want to be over here. Of course, that works great. But that's that's what I would say is find what you're passionate about and just get involved in those things as much as possible. If it's, you know, art, you're a big artist and a creative volunteer at the local art community center. You know, we've got places all over that you can find resources and people that would need volunteers. That's what I would say. It's just, you've got to get out there and build those relationships with what's important to you because then it doesn't feel so much like work. 
Right. It just feels like you're enjoying what you're doing. And if business comes from it, great. But that way, you know, it's genuine to you. Right. And you never know who knows who, you know, they start, you get to know people, they start spreading your name around too. I, that's my thing too. I'm not a cold caller, a door knocker. I'll go to lunch with friends, peers, even, you know, lenders. I'm close with some of my lenders. We go to lunch. I have my own networking group. We've started with different people, but it's the easiest that comes to me. It comes to me the easiest, I guess you'd say, instead of doing all those really hard, cold things that are a little scary. Right. And it, it feels it's it's warmer. It's right. less scary. And yeah, it's it's great. It's It just happens naturally. And I've discovered because I know I've met, I've been in so many different facets of different organizations and went to this event and then met this person that even friends of mine just last weekend said, oh, well, we were hanging out with some other friends and, you know, so-and-so mentioned that they knew you. And they're, they're always telling me, oh my gosh, everybody always knows you. Everybody always knows Melanie. How do they, how does this happen? Right. Well, I, I, I just get out there. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, one more question for you. What do you think the future holds for real estate agents or what the future looks like? I think the future is definitely, it's definitely remaining human. There was some fear over the last few years, whether people wanted to admit it or not, of these big online type real estate, quote, businesses coming in and making the actual real estate agent irrelevant. And as we've seen, perhaps in the last six months, a year, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. They did not succeed in replacing the human in the real estate transaction. You can't do everything online. It's not the same. It takes a human set of eyeballs to really look at a place and understand it and give advice on things or consult somebody. So I think it will remain. And maybe, you know, what's great is we have technology and it is constantly evolving and that makes our job better. It doesn't replace us. It allows us to use those tools to make the experience better for us and our clients. So maybe streamlining things and making it a smoother transaction from, you know, photos to whatever, that technology can help with, but it still takes a person. You're always still going to have that phone call of a seller going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, this isn't happening. You can't call up a computer and do that. Right. You know, how often are we consultants and counselors? Mm -hmm. um, that that, it is such an emotional event to sell a house for, you know, we hear spouses dying and that's why someone's got to move on to a smaller place or your family is growing maybe you've adopted three more kids and now you don't have room for them it's the human celebration or sadness the emotion in it is what we will maintain i think with this business because you can't take that out of a transaction so while i think we'll remain in in this business it It'll just get smoother, and and that's always a good thing. Unless paperwork, sure, it's digital, uh, but my goodness, we need a lot of paperwork, don't we? We do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I think so many people crave that human touch to things. You know, they're not all cut out for the corporate 
real estate company, if you will. They need that human aspect of it. And it's such an emotional thing and it's not always happy. So that's why I agree with you. I think more and more they're going to want the human interaction involved. Yeah. In the journey. So I appreciate you hanging out with me today. This was fun to catch up. Um, Yeah, it's been wonderful. Can you tell everyone if anyone needs an agent in Lincoln, Nebraska, or how they can find you on social media? Yes, um, you can find all of it. The easiest is I have a website, melaniedawkins.com. But yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You can look up that 70s colonial and watch me turn yellow to white all over every square inch of this house. Uh, Come along for the ride. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This was great. Thank you.